All right. All right. We're back. This is the uh, third Gas Money Insight podcast, and this week we're going to go right from balance into open-mindedness. And I think last time on the last podcast we talked about balance and kind of how to create a balance in your life, how to figure it out. And I think that leads perfectly into this podcast, which is going to be about having an open mind, um, the benefits of having an open mind, and kind of how it can apply just like balance to pretty much anything in your life. Um, Especially when it comes to running a business, there's going to be a lot of times where somebody's going to bring up an idea, and you might not like it at first, but when you think about it and really try your best to open up your mind and see their point of view... It really, really helps, and a lot of times those insights that you get from people that may not sit with you at first, and when you think about them some more, um, actually end up being the best ones that you have. For sure. And especially with me and Austin, I mean, we started a business, we started this gas money business basically from an idea of mowing lawns for people, and at the time when we thought we got that idea of making an app basically for side hustles for young adults, that was a pretty far-fetched idea for two high school kids who had never ran a big business before. I mean, we had a business, but it was pretty much just us mowing lawns with our friends to go out, um, find a company in California to develop an app, and then actually go forward with it. And looking back, if we would have known um, where we're at right now, just having an app on the iOS store and on the Android store, having a super developed website, and just really our mindset in general for growth and everything, we'd definitely be really surprised because uh, our mindsets have definitely changed a lot for the better since we first started. And I think Austin mm-hmm. could definitely add add a little bit to that. Yeah, I want to add, um, I see open-mindedness and closed-mindedness basically have a direct route to uh, what we talked about in the last couple podcasts with productivity. Um, I mean, in, in basically just making that jump or making any kind of step forward or having any kind of... Um, any kind of getting things done because if you are always having a closed mind and you know somebody brings up an idea or even you have an idea and honestly if you're like really closed-minded you're not going to have a lot of ideas because you're going to shut it down right away and your brain's just going to start to mold in a way that there you're just not going to let anything in and that can really um you know, tear down somebody's life and basically just have them be a person that is coasting through life so With that said, having an open mind and being able to build off of that through our experience with building the business, it's really helped us make each and every step forward because every time there's a new idea, um, it's always scary. You know, there's always that potential of failure and there there's always those potentials of you know this is probably not a good idea or this this might lead us down a pathway that it's it's hard to get back from and you know jump to another path and so with that too having that open mind can help you have different perspectives instead of having that closed mind and only see uh you know the downfalls or the potential failures in an idea And to expand even a little bit more, when you're having certain even brainstorming sessions, or maybe you do that by yourself, or if you have a business partner or with your colleagues at work, I mean, you can tell right away who has an open mind and who is pretty closed-minded or has not really branched out into accepting an open mind. And those people are really hard to work with and very hard to get along with. And with that being said, you're going to be a much more 
uh, just personable and um, just somebody that people want to be around if you have a very open mind because you're always going to at least think that, yeah, you know, I kind of understand what you're saying or, you know, maybe that open mind is molding a certain idea that they have into something different or giving advice or getting advice from other people on a certain idea and then being able to take the best path with that and going forward. Exactly. And uh, if you look at the definition for open-mindedness, it is very simple and it's basically receptiveness to new ideas. So um, when you look at that at face value, I mean, it makes total sense. You're opening your mind to the new ideas that somebody offers. And a lot of times, um, open-mindedness really applies when you're getting ideas from somebody that may not go with your beliefs or that you may not have thought of originally. And in terms of um, our situation, basically one of the biggest things we've had to be open-minded about is making new connections because there's a ton of people out there that when you tell them an idea at first, they're going to be critical of it and they're going to have suggestions for how you can improve, um, things you can do better. And a lot of times when we first started, um, we kind of took that almost as um, these people are kind of dissing us or um, they don't believe that we can succeed But once we started trying to open our minds and really think about what they were saying, um, it comes down to constructive criticism. And one thing that you really realize is if you're willing to accept new ideas from people and accept new points of views and take constructive criticism, it really opens a ton of new pathways for success because you're taking that person's perspective and basically putting yourself in their shoes for a little bit. And I think that's one of the best things about having an open mind, especially in business, is just the ability to put yourself in the shoes of your consumers, of your clients, of whoever you're partnering with, and kind of see the world from their perspective. Because at the end of the day, you have your own experiences, um, you have your own ideals about things, but your ideals and your experiences don't necessarily relate to the experiences and ideals of the whole entire population or, to break it down even further, just your target market, who you're trying to advocate to. And by opening your mind to new ideas from those kinds of people, um, the people that are really the ones you should be listening the most to, you're then able to better understand your product, better understand how people will interact with your product, and just understand how people will interact with you in general. Because there's a lot of times if somebody realizes that you're closed mind about something, uh, if you have this app that you want to launch and people are giving you suggestions for things you should change and you tell them, no, my app is going to work, this is exactly how I want to do it. You better have the proper research and evidence to back up why your case is going to work when you've had so many people tell you that you should do it a little differently. And that's definitely something that is a big learning process. I mean, it's something that you can work on every day. And I mean, just to kind of go into it a little deeper, your mind is a muscle. And the more you work on opening your mind and thinking critically about things and putting yourself in other people's shoes, the more you're able to understand new perspectives and in turn increase your perspectives so you can have more knowledge about what it is you're trying to do. So I think that's something that's huge in business, especially a business that's service-based like ours. I mean, um, if we didn't have people using our product on a daily basis or people that were interested in our product, we wouldn't have a business or a market at all. And it really just comes down to being able to convey your ideas without seeming like your ideas are exactly what's right. You can't make yourself seem egotistical or uh, make it seem like you won't listen to other people because if other people that you meet perceive you as being somebody who's not going to listen to their ideas, and who's somebody who's not going to take criticism with a light heart, then nobody's going to want to deal with you. So at the end of the day, um, one of the biggest things I can take away from having an open mind is it really increases your chances of 
making strong connections, developing good relationships, and just developing your product in a market that you might not have found if you hadn't opened your mind to new ideas. Yeah. And to further that, too, with an example that, I mean, we had to have an open mind this past year and a half, two years, because we took basically all of that criticism, constructive criticism, and even if it was negative or positive, and that is what we were able to uh, create version two with. And that's like with kind of like what Rob was saying about with any business, normally that initial product, that initial MVP, that initial software, whatever your first idea is, is it's going to change. It can't be in stone. And it's going to change in a way that sometimes you wouldn't even think it would. Um, I mean, there we were we were pretty set on our initial MVP, um, you know, product where a client goes on there and they find a contractor, and we were like, yeah, they're going to want to look and see who they want at their house, and they're going to want to choose that specific person to hire. And I think the biggest piece of feedback that we got is the majority of clients just want the job done. And what they were doing, they were hiring a company like ours, Gas Money, um, to support young adults and basically just hiring for the mission. And they just wanted that job done and to support a young adult. Um, and what we did is we were able to use that to then add the free-for-all feature uh, where clients can then send out a job request to all contractors in their area. And that's been speeding up, I mean, uh, jobs getting hired and more jobs getting done quicker so that clients don't have to run into as many roadblocks that we didn't even really see at the very beginning. You know, all the times where a client could potentially have a contractor that they were interested in never be available or they just weren't on the app or not checking the app. So their uh, job requests would keep getting declined um, or just, you know, not being able to find anybody that has this uh, service in their profile, but maybe sending that job request out and seeing if somebody would be willing to, you know, still try that out. So all of those different options came to our head then after getting that feedback. And to further a point that you mentioned with constructive criticism, that word doesn't even exist to a a closed-minded person. Every single piece of feedback that they get is looked at as negative in a closed-minded person's head. And you can't, you can't go forward with that. You can't go forward with a negative mindset. And I mean, literally like the definition of negative negativity in, in a negative thing is a downward position. It's, it's a low position. So, I mean, there's, there's no way to, to, uh, you know, move yourself forward with anything, with any idea, because you always think that that's going to be, this, this is, has to be right. What I have right now. And everything that you get is basically somebody that you think in your head as a closed minded person, if that is you. And that's that's what we're trying to do is try to open your mind, um, because a lot of times you're going to feel like everything that somebody is telling you about your business, about an idea, about your uh, current career is just them picking you apart when in reality, 90 percent, maybe even 100 percent of those times, they're just trying to help you out and maybe you know, show you different perspectives of theirs. And so that's, that's when constructive criticism comes into play. And honestly, I'd say about 100% of any feedback, no matter how negative, no matter how positive, it always comes down to and goes back to constructive criticism that you can use and add those grains of salt to your salt shaker. And that's basically what your idea will, will become. 
Exactly. And a lot of times um, it's easy to work on becoming more open-minded as a business owner. And when I say easy, it's um, if you have a business owner mindset, um, you know there's going to be a lot of times where people won't agree with what you're doing. You're going to have criticism and the ability to overcome that criticism with an open mind and be able to respond to it is a huge asset in being a business owner. But you also have to consider as a business owner, as an entrepreneur or somebody entering a career, there's also the other side, which is your consumers or the people that are actually using your service. And this has been a fact for ever since our America was founded pretty much and just the world in general is that people don't like change. And people that don't like change also happen to have a closed-minded mindset. And basically one story, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day about the Airbnb founders and how um, they came to business. Airbnb is a huge company now. Um, and it actually started out as two co-founders who um, basically had this idea. There was a bunch of conferences going on in San Francisco at the time. And they said, hey, we've got an open room in our apartment. Uh, we're struggling to pay rent. Why don't we see if somebody wants to stay in our apartment on an airbed? And maybe we can make them breakfast in the morning and then they'll be on their way and they'll collect some money. So um, basically what they did is they had a couple people, I think it was three people, stay at their house during this conference and the people paid them, I think it was like 40 or 50 bucks a night to stay on an airbed and that's where the name came from. It was originally Airbed and Breakfast because you're basically just having a stranger sleep in your house on an airbed and then maybe you make them breakfast in the morning. But once they got this idea and started making a software for it, a lot of investors, I think there was over 20 investors they originally reached out to, and none of the investors invested in that idea. Because at the time, it sounded like a crazy concept to invite a stranger into your house, um, take pictures of your house, your most personal spaces, such as your bathroom, your bedroom, um, the place where the, the guest will be staying, and then offer it up to strangers on the internet. And at the time, nobody thought that was going to be successful. And fast forward 10 years later, Airbnb is arguably the biggest platform for vacations. Um, they're competing with hotels. And there's a ton of people who are everyday people who might have two houses or um, go on vacation and have their house open who are making tons of money from renting their house out to complete strangers. And just to kind of tie that back together, additionally with another service company, Uber, um, it was pretty much the same concept. At the time, obviously taxis were a thing, but it was really hard for people to grasp the idea of having a stranger, a complete stranger on the internet, get into your car and drive them to their destination. And kind of what I'm getting at is it takes a lot to convince people that the change that you're advocating for is positive change, and it just comes down to understanding how to be open-minded, and more importantly, understanding how to encourage other people to be open-minded. And there's a ton of books out there that you can read just based on getting people to believe in your story. I mean, Steve Jobs with Apple, he was super revolutionary in what he did. And a lot of people didn't really understand why he was keeping such a closed system or yeah, closed system mm -hmm. and um, doing the things that he did. It was very different from the norm. And sometimes to be an entrepreneur, it requires you to stray from the norm. And a lot of times, since many people don't like change and a lot of people are closed minded, it takes a lot of work on your part to get them to understand why you're doing what you're doing and how your product could actually grow and see the potential for your product. And um, a big part of being open-minded as a business owner is also um, having the patience and perseverance to um, see people that are closed-minded and end up converting them to have an open mind about your product. So it kind of goes both ways. And I think that's a really powerful um, aspect of being an entrepreneur is that you have to work on yourself constantly to see new perspectives, see new ideas, take advice from people. And at the same time you're doing that, you also have to understand that a lot of people who you're working 
working with um, don't have open minds. So it's really that two-sided sword, and there's a lot of practice that you can do um, on a daily basis just to make yourself uh, more open-minded and more receptive to these people while also helping other people see your ideas and kind of spreading that, um, that mentality. There's going to be a huge part of your potential market, and this might sound crazy, that doesn't understand your concept right away, but they might use it the most out of anybody if you can continue to be uh, consistent with what you're trying to prove. And with that being said, kind of going back, we're not essentially trying to tell you to listen to everybody. What you have to do is you got to take everything with a grain of salt. But you still have to, in some point, you have to let them into your mind. You have to have that open mind. But that is going to help you with your entrepreneurial filter and with your uh, core ideas and core morals for your business. It's going to help you pick and choose on you know, what to believe, what to use, and what to put back into your business to further that idea. And another thing, too... With the amount of closed-minded people in a world like today, if you are starting any kind of um, you know business online, which that that is a majority, I would think, of the businesses today are internet companies. Um, there is still a huge part of the world that is very closed-minded with online businesses, and we've learned that firsthand with Gas Money because a lot of our demographic is. Uh, 55 plus, sometimes even up to 80 years old, 90 years old. And so those that that demographic is still pretty large. And I mean, I've even met some people that are in their late 40s that are almost scared to use the internet still. And so what it goes back to, though, is sticking to a firm belief of what you have in your business, not completely listening to absolutely everybody and, you know, implementing every single thing that people say, because then you're just going to have chaos and you're not going to have any direction for your company. But if you can pick out the things that make sense to you, that can then mold your company into a convincing organization to then try to get as many of those people that are closed minded into that stance where you can try to convince them for the future to use your product then you're going to have a very large company. And it all goes back to time because, and you guys know, if, if you're in business at all or if you've studied you know, any kind of business or you're, you're an entrepreneur at all, you understand that it's, it, there is no overnight success. And it all goes back to that consistency and persistence in your ideas, keeping your mind open, building that salt shaker and, you know, trying to add that seasoning to your company to then convince as many people that are in those closed minded areas to then open up. And I think one good point to kind of wrap this podcast up is in terms of being open mindedness, it's great to be open minded about the future and believe in a vision that's so big that a lot of people are going to think you're crazy for believing in that. There's so many people who've started businesses in their garages who have, I mean, like Bill, Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, all of these huge, successful billionaires who started a business in their garage, had a vision for it. Nobody believed in them. Everybody thought they were crazy. And then 20 years down the line, they're one of the richest people in the world. So um, it doesn't mean that everybody obviously is going to be the next Jeff Bezos or Bill Gates, but it does mean that you can have a vision. And even if there's people that don't believe in your vision, which there's going to be a lot of, I mean, any business owner is going to have some haters. And one thing that really comes down to being successful is having an open mind in the sense that you don't set any limits for yourself. 
itself. I mean, the sky is the limit. The sky keeps going. It goes out into space. I mean, shoot for the moon. Um, if you miss the moon, go into the stars. I mean, there's a couple quotes about that. Go but to Mars. Go to Mars. <laughs> go everywhere. Go to Pluto. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, it just comes down to your mind is your greatest strength, but it can also be your greatest weakness. So if you learn to condition your mind to believe in yourself and set high goals and have big visions where you believe in those visions, um, even if somebody or a large group of people doesn't believe in your visions and thinks that you're not going to accomplish what you want to, at the end of the day, the best feeling of becoming successful is proving the people that didn't believe in you wrong and showing them that you actually believed in your vision and you actually accomplished your vision. So Yeah, um, for sure. I think one very small thing, too, is... Um, I think one of the most powerful things that that involves open-mindedness is being able to still understand somebody that completely doesn't understand you. And if you can do that, then I mean then you you are you are being able to still take that into account and not completely shut down or just feel like you're being harassed for no reason when actually that person just doesn't understand yet. And if it's not it's not if but when it's it, it comes down to that fact where it's not what if it's not all of those things it's it's you being able to make that when come true in the current time exactly and i think that would be a, a good podcast for next week um, which is manifestation and that's a that's a pretty controversial topic a lot of people um, believe in it a lot of people don't believe in it and i think that one could definitely go over the 20 minute mark that we usually shoot yeah, for because i mean sure it really just comes down to mindset at the end of the day, and uh, I definitely think we could talk a lot about that. But um, as always, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to give us feedback. Um, we'll put a poll on Spotify. I'm not sure if it's on other platforms, but I know Spotify has a poll. Um, we'll basically ask if you guys have any suggestions for our next podcast, for our next weekly insights. Uh, we also have another guest coming on the podcast tomorrow. Or, well, this week. Um, this is going to be posted Friday. It's Wednesday right now. And, uh, or Tuesday right now, <laughs> losing track of time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but anyways, uh, Matthew Smith's going to be on the podcast. I'm sure that's going to be a good conversation, probably talk for a couple hours. And uh, yeah, if you guys are liking this, we love feedback, um, whether it's negative or positive. We have open minds about any feedback that we get. And uh, as we always say at the end of our podcast, go, go get, get that, that gas, gas money. money.